Welcome to the Jay and Silent Bob Minute, where we're covering the movie Dogma one minute at a time. Today we're covering Minute 34, quite possibly the greatest driving minute ever. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Tarkach. And this minute we go from sluts to sins, as all good minutes are. All right, let's get this party started. There we go. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot going on this minute. This is what we call in the biz a transition minute. I mean... We get we get a little little at the end, a little business at the end there. Yeah, we fu- we start getting into we're ending the Jane's Island Bob in the diner with Bethany angle, and then we have something that's necessary. I guess we'll get into that when we get to that part of it. But like we start off, we're still in the uh, diner. Um, we ended last week with her under heavy duress, admitting <laughs> that she would have sex with them if the end end of the world was happening. He finally gets her to say yes, and then he does this. <laughs> I know. It is the typical guy move. I'm just like, you finally, you just beat her into submission to do whatever it is you're trying to get her to do. The minute she acquiesces to it, you're like, like, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be this. It could be like, hey, come on. You want to go see a Star Wars movie? Come on. Come on. You want to go see a Star Wars movie? She finally goes, you're like, I fucking knew. I knew you were a huge fan. (laughs) You love it. You love Star Wars. (laughs) It doesn't matter what it is. (laughs) Oh, you moved one half step in my direction. Therefore, it's your favorite thing of all time. Yeah. (laughs) You said you loved my friends. No, I said I tolerated them. (laughs) (laughs) And he does the, I knew she was a slut. And we get the, I would say, patented Kevin Smith side eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He may not consider himself a great actor, and he probably isn't in the grand scheme of things. But the man can do a lot with his face, and his side glances are among the top of the heap. Yeah, the the up and down eyebrow. Yeah, he he can convey a lot with that. Yeah, and this is the first time he uses the bong, which becomes a thing for a, a couple of movies. This is the first time he uses it ever. Yes, because before it was wow. snooches and snoogans and all that. Right. Oh, he's still doing. I bong, forgot he, he used it this time. Like, because I always assume I didn't remember it until. Does he say in chasing Amy? I don't think he does. No, I don't think he does either. I think it's the first time he does it. Well, in chasing Amy, they're only there for like three minutes anyway, though. Oh yeah. It's not like this movie. It is interesting. I've heard uh, Kevin talk about it, but it must have been a bitch to try to get this. You know, you're trying to do Dogma, which is he's considering a more serious film. You've got you're gonna have big time actors in it. You got Linda Fiorentino. You got Alan Rickman. You know, you got big time names in this. And you're like, and I also want to have Jay and Silent Bob in it. Pretty and, close to the stars of the movie. Yeah, and if you're listening to this movie, going, yeah, but they're Jay and Silent Bob. He's Kevin Smith. They were not Jay and Silent Bob then, and he was not <laughs> no. Kevin Smith then. He no. was. He was a name, and he was known. But at this point, he's had Clerks, Mallrats, and Chasing Amy. He's had three movies. First and movie, Chasing Amy, they wanted yeah. to replace Jay from Jay and yeah. <laughs> Your first movie is the indie darling, you know, hits way above its weight. Awesome. You know, he gets a little indie cred. Mallrats is a failure. Doesn't become yeah, yeah, yeah. popular. I mean, by this time now, it's hit the VHS market, and it's made its money. So insiders know that it's made some money. Chasing Amy's $250,000, another indie darling where he gets a lot of buzz for being good writer and that kind of stuff. But this is That's, supposed to be – this is his first big-time movie. Right. That's why I'm surprised they let him do it this way because the first movie didn't have a lot of Jane's. I mean, it had him in there, but the second movie had a lot of him in there and failed. Then the yeah. third movie didn't have a lot of him in there and did, did well again. They're probably like, let's cut Jane's on the Bob out of here. 
I could definitely see them trying to lean on him. It could be like, we not yeah. make them very big, but they are a huge part of the story. Huge. Now, most scenes they're in, a lot of scenes are like this, where like you're like, oh, at least they're in there with a, a you know big time actor or whatever. But he's doing all the talking. Like she is the secondary in this scene. It's not like later on where a couple scenes Alan Rickman's just running the table. Right. And like he's essentially running the thing. But like, yeah, they're just there. Like, or she's the second person here. Silent Bob's got the least amount to do. Jay's doing most of the heavy lifting. Right. I mean, he well, is. Jay, I mean, Silent yeah, Bob I, doesn't do a lot anyway. Yeah. But. I would say Jay is a limited <laughs> actor, but like when he's working within his, what he can do, he's, he's good. He can do what he needs to do. Yeah, definitely. Like, I don't know that he could do Shakespeare or be a, like, uh, you know, a lead in a drama, but like. As long as he's playing in the correct field, he's doing well. He does well right here. <laughs> yeah. And then here's where I start running the problem. So this, uh, he gets up and says, all right, well, I'm driving. First of all, I can't believe in a million years that she agrees to this. I, I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, at best, you're probably going to have to switch, out, switch off on driving if you're driving straight there. They're going from Illinois to New Jersey. That is not a drive around the block. <laughs> Isn't? Don't you say, can you drive a stick before you let somebody drive your stick shift anyway? <laughs> oh, I got a lot of problems with that. <laughs> because I just wanted to see, oh God, see, see, this is one of those things. You ever try to look something up? It's about 800 miles from around yeah, Chicago yeah. to New Jersey. Uh, 800 miles, yeah, you're not driving that like straight through by yourself. <laughs> I mean, you can, but I don't know what kind of shape you're going to be when you get there. But, okay, so I'm trying to see the order thing. So he says, I'm driving. First of all, out of those two morons, the last one I want driving is him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, the only road we see them driving down is the, yes, we are at a film shoot street right. where there's nobody else out there and the moon is cascading off of it. It's it's the perfect set. Driving yeah. set is what it is. So when we see the speedometer, it is at 90 miles an hour. Uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, uh, like about 145 uh, kilometers for you uh, overseas, just so you feel involved. <laughs> And then the check gauge as lights comes on. Well, also, it looks like it's about to overheat. The temperature gauge is all the way up. At <laughs> the temperature gauge is, almost, is in the red, basically. Yeah, it's in the red. Um, when we cut to the interior of the car, uh, Jay and Silent Bob are moving their heads back and forth. Uh, Kevin Smith, or uh, Silent Bob, major faux pas, smoking in someone else's car. Come on, sir. Uh, what year? What year is this? This is 1999. 99? Maybe. 99, I feel like... If you you're clearing it with the person first, this is not. The, it, I'd say pre 1989, you could get into somebody's car and just smoke. Especially if you're like you're driving like under an hour. Listen, I'm sorry that you're such a junkie that you can't drive an hour without yeah. this. It's, it's I understand you're gonna drive like an eight hour trip. Yeah, that's gonna yeah. suck for somebody that's got a heavy. Nicotine if you addiction. smoke. You're probably going to smoke, or we're going to be pulling over every hour and a half or something so you can yeah. have a cigarette. I remember this was a, a thing my dad did for years, up to and including the last time that my entire you know nuclear family was together. They came to yeah. see me right after basic training. So it was him, my mom, my sister, and me. Uh, my parents were already divorced at the time. <laughs> so, right. so they're driving somewhere, and he was the only one that still smoked. So we're driving, and he's, you know, he's got to light one up for God forbid because we're driving for more than 20 minutes. True. He rolls the window down. I would say approximately one sixteenth of an inch. He can <laughs> almost get the cigarette out the window. <laughs> I, I like when they roll it down that much and put yeah. just the tip of the cigarette out. Tip goes out so he could he, so he can ash yeah. it outside. Meanwhile, all the smoke's in the car. So yeah. we're in the. Of course, I still have to ride in the back because I'm a child <laughs> back right. there. And 
uh, my sister and I are back there. <laughs> the interior of the car is turning blue. Finally, my mom turns to my dad and she's like, Jesus Christ, it's turning blue in here. Your kids are dying. Can you put the window down for Christ's sake? Window goes down. He puts on, and then, of course, because all stories, including a man driving, always end this way, he puts the turn signal on for us to change lanes and click, 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 because we're still in that lane, right? We're, he moves over and it's still click, click, click. Goes on for about two minutes. My mom turns to him and goes, You can't fucking hear that thing? And I'm like, Yeah, a lot's changed here. <laughs> can't imagine why these two kids didn't skate together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's also got his foot up on the dashboard, which is another dick move. That is kind of a dick move. Okay, here's the a caveat I give to that. Uh, me in my 40s, if you put my foot up on your on my dashboard, I'd be pissed. Yeah. Me 17 wouldn't give a second thought about it if one of my friends did that. Well, me 17 and a hot girl with no shoes on puts her feet up. Okay, that's fine. You know, this this is fine. Like sign up. I think yeah, I think a dude, I think I'd still be even then. I'd be like, "Yeah, what the fuck are you doing?" No, not cuz I'd have a shit ass car and like I that's did. That's true. He put their foot all up what's it going to be up there with the fucking bag of McDonald's that's more than likely sitting up there. God true. knows what else is going on in there. It grosses my wife out so much. Look, even when we're driving next to someone and someone's got their bare feet up on the dashboard, she's like, oh, yeah, put your feet down. My wife and daughter both skied that by it. The (laughs) one they can't understand is the Jeeps, where you can put your foot outside. Out the Yeah, out the door. Well, there's like a thing. There's like a a place to put your foot outside. Right. And they're just like, no. I'm like, I just can't imagine. I have known people who have gotten like shit has hit their arms when they're out the window. Right. Like, right. one got hit by a bird. My wife <laughs> like, got hit by a beetle one time, a beetle, and left a bruise on her arm and hit her so hard <laughs> while we were driving down the highway. <laughs> I had my hand out the window one time when I was a kid, and I think I hit a tree branch. Uh-huh. And I, like, refused to admit to my mom how bad it hurt. Oh, it shit. It fucking yeah. hit me, and it's one of those, like, I brought my, because I had my arm out, not just dangling. I had it out. Yeah. And it hit me, and it fucking jammed my arm back, and I hit the thing, and came back, and she's like, what was that? I was like, oh, it was a tree branch. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then, you know, I'm sitting over there. I was probably like, you know, 14 or 15. Interior, I'm dying. It fucking hurts so bad. I'm just I like, my face is turned red and shit. And I'm just like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Like, she drives me to wherever she's going to get. I'm like, fuck. I get out there, and there's like a huge mark up my arm. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like well, somebody whipped me. don't realize how hard you're hitting this, you know, while you're, yeah. even if you're only doing like 25 miles an hour. Well, that thing's hitting you hard. Yeah. You forget that, like, a lot of things are involved there where your knowledge of physics really comes into play at that point of, like, yeah. oh, I can just hit this stop sign and go by with my – no. No. Stop not only, Guess what's it. not going to break? The stop sign. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like or your car. By, the kids that go by and hit, like, mailboxes with a baseball bat, they got to get hurt. Well, the whole point of that is you're supposed to hit the top of the mailbox and not – you have to have enough give to it where, like, worst case scenario, it knocks the bat out of your hand. Right. Although they were doing that in our town. This is when we first started working there. And they were doing it up and down uh, one of our roads, the kind of where the rules go. Mm-hmm. And somebody was doing They would do it like once every couple of months. So somebody filled their mailbox up with concrete. Concrete. I remember that, yeah. But do you remember what happened after that? No. So the guy hit it, and a kid broke his arm when he hit the mailbox. Oh. And then they sued the owner of the house. No. Yes, they serious? did. I don't remember that. Wow. Because it win? was it's, – I don't remember what happened, but it's basically like a, a form of entrapment or I don't know what it is. To me, it's just like, what? Like you're trying to – it's it's kind of like the, the burglar that falls through your skylight type thing. <laughs> right. Like, How's that my fault, bastards? Yeah. It would be one thing. Say a car got in an accident and hit your mailbox. 
and they killed somebody. Right. Oh, well, then that could be you. You put it out there. But they basically were saying, will you put that out there for this to happen? And as the homeowner, I'd be like, yes, that is why yeah. it's out there. I, I'm sick of buying mailboxes. But um, I, so what are you supposed to do? Say I fill it with concrete. Do I have to put a sign up? This box is filled with concrete? Do I don't I know. Do? Or if like <laughs> say people – yeah, you, you live in one of those corner houses where people always turn around in your driveway. What if I yeah. put stop bikes out? Yeah, it's my driveway. And you go over I know they're there. I move them before I pull in. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm not stupid. <laughs> I don't know. We got any lawyers listening? Uh, can we get somebody? Can I? Uh, maybe I'll get the uh, the guy from YouTube that I watch. Maybe I'll get him to uh, to weigh in on this legal issue. Yeah, let's find out. <laughs> Stay tuned yeah, for this. I, I don't know. I feel issue. like I feel like we have any any uh, lawyers listening. It's uh, the guy from The Simpsons might be listening. We have Lionel Hutz listening. <laughs> Mr. Hello, Simpson, everybody. I Is believe that, that you've got a case. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of the doctor for some reason. Hello, everybody. No, that's Dr. The... Nick. Yeah, Dr. Nick. Hi, that's everybody. <laughs> Hi, Dr. Nick. <laughs> all right. So we've managed to get all 15 seconds into this minute. Oh, so this um, one she yeah, asked, what gear are you in? I got a lot of problems here. So we see him go 90 miles an hour. She now asks, what gear are you in? A little Listen, uh, I'm not going to consider myself a gearhead. I, I am not a. I am not fast nor furious. No. However, either, but. I do know that unless your car falls off a cliff, you're not doing 90 in first gear. <laughs> yeah. And it's her car. She didn't uh, a half hour ago realize that he hasn't changed gears Yeah, with a sound that's going, wah. Listen, we've all seen somebody who doesn't know how to drive stick. How long does it take you to realize they can't drive stick? I don't know. Five seconds? Right. I mean, it takes about five to ten seconds to realize that somebody can't drive it at all. It takes about, well, usually, I don't know, it takes about 30 seconds to realize if they can't drive it well. <laughs> right. Well, they can't drive it. They're usually bucking, but apparently he didn't even try to do that. He's not even. He has a. Some, it's, a it's a dead giveaway. It's either, either you can't get the car to move, or it's a neutral, or you're stalling it. It's you're yeah. doing something to it. It's kind of like if, if you've seen somebody drive a car for the first time, even if it's an automatic. What does everybody do? Break, 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 break. You know, oh, you, you yeah. can't help it. Everybody does the where the, it looks like the car the has hiccups. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. I realize they have to get this car out of the way. Yeah. Because she has a car. They don't want them to take a car. They need them to be on another mode of transportation. Right. I would have loved to have seen a better way to get rid of this car. This is a complete – This now, granted, I'm bitching about a scene that's probably all of 40 seconds, if that. And it's funny. The way they pulled it off was funny. And it's but better than nothing. Right. But it's I, not – right. I would love to sit down and try to brainstorm a better way to get them out of this car. Like, I mean, how hard can it be? You get the, the three kids to break their car, window, uh, car up or something? Oh yeah, you go out there and all your tires are slashed. Yeah, easy. Or and the next but, time you see them, they're. But I mean, I guess you get to have a fun scene here. It's just, I just don't think it's as funny as the rest of the movie. No, right. So, but I will say they this: get we to get, do get a dance in the in the car too. They get to do their stupid dance. Yeah. Uh, so they open up the hood and we get the smoke coming out. And we get the shot from inside the hood. I will ask you: What director is famous for shots like this? Um, Although it's not Kevin normally Smith. a trunk, it's normally it's normally a trunk, oh, not uh, a hood. Oh yeah, Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> yeah, so I tried to look up his, uh, I look up his stuff like trunk stuff or whatever. It just I have one that says eight of his most famous. So I don't know that this is a comprehensive list, right? Uh, but you will see how he gets around it a couple times. I think on this list because it's not always a trunk. So the first one they have listed, this is not in any kind of order that I could ascertain. Uh, Pulp Fiction, when uh, Jules and Vincent are getting their guns out of the the car and towards the beginning of the yeah. movie and when he's like we should have fucking shotguns for this right that's one uh kill bill when the bride has that uh the chick whose arm she cuts off 
in there towards the oh, end of the movie. Yeah, I remember that. Who inexplicably survives getting her arm severed and then laying on the floor for the entire fight. So <laughs> I don't know if she had like a little little hemostatic stuff there to put on her to arm to cauterize the wound, but she somehow survived that. I'm going to say that pretty much fits into a lot of the Kill Bill stuff, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have one here from not directed by him, but uh, from Dusk Till Dawn. So you see him no, and George Clooney. He's yeah. involved. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we get uh, the one I would have thought of, Reservoir Dogs, when it's uh, Madsen, Keitel, and Steve Buscemi are looking in at the cop. Yeah. When they're looking in at Marvin Dash. <laughs> yeah, that, things go real well for him after this, too. <laughs> he would have better off oh, yeah. if they just drove yeah. this thing into a fucking lake. <laughs> he would have had a better day. Uh, we, one I wouldn't have thought of, but I guess it makes sense, uh, from Death Proof. Where uh, Tracy Thomas and Zoe Bauer are looking down. I think they're looking at the hood of the car, though. I think that one oh. is a hood shot. Um, we get one that is not out of the trunk, but is the same shot where you see uh, Eli Roth and Brad Pitt from Inglorious Bastards. Okay. That's ri- it's right before they cut. Well, I forget which one. Is it the first Nazi when they cut the thing into his head? They're going to cut him with a swastika. They're going to put a swastika in his forehead. Is that the first one? Yeah, I think it is. I think it's the first guy they do it to. And there's one from Jackie Brown. When Samuel Jackson makes Chris Tucker get into the trunk. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I'm not getting any motherfucking trunk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's another guy who getting in the trunk doesn't go well for him. Yeah. Well, if you're getting into a trunk, it's probably not going to go well. Especially if Samuel Jackson's trying to make you get in the trunk. Yes, yeah. (laughs) Listen, I'm fighting anybody who's trying to push me into the trunk, even if I'm probably going to get shot, because nobody ever gets out of the trunk. Having said that, I did put one of my friends in a trunk of the car before. Did you really? Apparently, he was more trusting than we are. (laughs) We drove with him in the trunk. And how? What, what year was that? Because not a lot of the trunks were. Some of them were airtight back then. Oh, the, dude, this was like a fucking like eighty-five Buick. <laughs> oh my god, you're lucky you didn't die in there. <laughs> <laughs> this thing was like a tank on wheels. I, I think we were doing it for. It had to be for. I assume high school, probably for something we were shooting for oh. high school. We used to I do shit we were like to that. Sneak like, him into the drive-in or something. Oh, no, God, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, the last one they had listed is from Kill Bill Volume Two, where you see uh, Michael Madsen. This is after uh, they've taken the bride out, and they're going to bury her. Yeah. So before anybody jumps my ass, I know there's other ones. I just don't care. He I just want to throw, I just wanted to throw a couple up there because, yeah, Kevin being Kevin, you know 100% this is a Tarantino homage. Oh. Yeah, it's definitely an homage. I, I do enjoy, though. They both look, look at Jay like he's an asshole. No, no. <laughs> you're both too. assholes. Um, she's an asshole for not stopping him as soon as she realizes that he can't drive stick. And Silent Bob's an asshole for no should he should know that he's never driven before. He's like like I know how to drive a car, motherfucker. You've known him your whole life. Yeah, he didn't. Well, I mean, he thought he was gonna be okay, but uh, like nobody heard the car dying as he drove yeah. either. So, and then because it's a movie, the bus that drives by that does not pick them up, of course, is carrying two other of our uh, antagonists. Well, they're all going to the same place. Oh yeah, so apparently they're all taking the same road. Uh, we'll talk about uh, what are, we won't talk about what's going on in the foreground there. We'll just we'll concentrate on Ben and Matt here. <laughs> um, this movie would have been a lot shorter if that car didn't die. So, I guess so. Well, they wouldn't have run into each other. They wouldn't have run into, into each other until they got there. Right. And here's how it would have worked out differently. A spoiler alert for the rest of the movie. Uh, everything else wouldn't have happened to Bartleby, so he wouldn't have been in the same mood he's going to be in when he gets there. Right. <laughs> so I don't know when he finally shows up there and realizes, uh, like, is he still going to try to force his way through? Is he going to, like, still going to attempt to slaughter everybody to get through? I mean, that's his plan from here, right? Like, yeah. doesn't 
So I mean, I guess so. I guess I mean, he we'll has get to into do... we'll get into it more later. But like, it's definitely a good misdirect by Kevin. Like, if I asked you at the beginning of this film, if I kind of told you what's going to happen at the end, like, oh, it's going to be like a bloodbath at the end. What do you think is going to happen? You're definitely going to say, well, fucking Matt Damon's Loki is going to kill everybody. Yeah, because he wants to kill everybody. Yeah, the switch that happens over the course of the movie, which is done, it's slow played for a little while, and then ends up in one scene. It kind of breaks. Yeah. I don't know. It is weird talking about Loki and like not seeing Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> right. <laughs> Although I guess technically Even, Matt Damon was in those movies too. So I was just say he played Loki in them too. Yeah, he's, he's, he played. <laughs> yes, I played Loki in a movie with Tom Hiddleston. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of hoping he'd show up on the Loki show. Uh, spoiler alert for the Loki show. At some point, there's a shitload of Lokis. Yeah, and I never thought of that. He should. One of them should have been Matt Damon. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been great. <laughs> Even if it was just for like a second, he gets immediately yeah. killed. You're just like, hey, wait a minute. What's the guy doing here? <laughs> uh, yeah, I do like that the angel who has all knowledge uh, needs a map to know that he's got to yeah. go through Ohio, Pennsylvania to New Jersey. I mean, aren't they just on a bus to go to? What do they need a map for at this point? Yeah. Oh, typical bus too, which is god awful. Disgusting looking seats. That color pattern is horrific. It, they're always like that, though. Like yeah. somebody dumped paint on the seat. Like, oh, it's, it's we like from here to Philadelphia. It's like when they thing. were running the cloth through the thing, a fucking parrot fell in. <laughs> and they're all like that. Like, I understand. Like, they, I guess they used to be all gray or something like that. And people were like, that looks cheap and disgusting when it's all one color. So then they yeah, added like these splashes of color and it looks like shit. Yeah. They're going to fancy it more. up a little bit. Well, it's like anywhere else you go and like a casino floor where they have like weird patterns and stuff. And that's so you don't notice all the stains. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Because if people are sitting in these seats constantly, you know they're not vacuuming them off or cleaning yeah. them or nothing like that. Seats on a public bus are kind of like hotel room beds. If you want to enjoy yourself in any way, don't fucking think about what happened don't before you got there. It. Yeah. yeah. It's a brand new seat. Yeah. It's like, just don't think about it. I mean, like, you do the obvious look to make sure there's not a puddle of piss there, and then you just move on yeah. with your life. And even if you smell the piss, you don't feel around too much either. Yeah, it's just, just like, if it's not actively sitting there, there's not a, sh- a turd sitting there, then you're good. So, uh, looking Bartleby are discussing sins, and Bartleby's uh, premises. How does he even know what a you know a sin is anymore? He remembers when eating meat on a Friday was a mortal was a uh, was it something a gateway to hell or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean. They still say that, but I don't hell think it's trespass. Punishments. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, that's what he says. I don't think the punishment's as bad as, as they thought before. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious because and, it's this kind of riffs on it. I don't know if it was before or after this. May have been before this. It was a Chris Rock joke about that. About yeah, saying yeah, I, I refuse that. to believe on judgment day that my diet's gonna come into question. Yeah. I, I refuse to believe I'm gonna sit on the same bus with the murderers. Yeah, well it's one of those like, like wrong day. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, Yeah, <laughs> I, I fucking killed a bunch of kids, but I ate right. <laughs> <laughs> Like, imagine if you miss heaven on that fucking technicality. Because, yeah, because you ate Oh, my God. You do everything right. You get in there and you find out, motherfucker, you ate meat on a Friday. You're fucked. Are you kidding me? I can't get into, like, I saved so many children. I was a firefighter my whole life. I never stole. I did all this good stuff. I only banged my wife. I mean, there was whores everywhere that wanted me. And I can't get in because I ate meat on a Friday because I had fucking Arby's. You shouldn't have had that roast beef sandwich, and now. <laughs> but they got the meats, Chris. They got the meats. <laughs> we we got the meats. <laughs> we got Ving Rhames, and he's got the meats. <laughs> he does, apparently. <laughs> All right, uh, and I think right at the end, Loki just says, "The major sentence never change," which I guess he's not a hundred percent wrong on that. I would argue, 
that the major sins do change because if I was doing a page one rewrite on the Ten Commandments, I'm like at least five of them are gone, probably more. Well, a lot of them are repetitive too. Like a lot well, of them are. If you ever watch, the same uh, thing. yeah, if you're talking about repetitive. And I'll mention somebody who's in this movie. George Carlin does a bit called the Ten Commandments, where he condenses the Ten yeah, Commandments cuts into them all one. Down to one. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. He does. The best part of it is the That's beginning, not- where he says the first <laughs> it three. Must be um, where I got it. You know. Uh, Honor no God before me. Remember the Sabbath. Keep it holy. First three. He's like, a bunch of hokey religious bullshit. Throw those three out. <laughs> he's like, now you're down to seven. <laughs> so those three are gone immediately. All right. So guess what? Ending this podcast is not a hellworthy trespass. So I think we're going to wrap it up because we're going to be talking about these assholes for the rest of the week. Yeah. We're, we're, we're riding the bus with them the rest of the week. So. Get on the bus. Get on the <laughs> bus. <laughs> I guess you want me to do the plugs? <laughs> oh, the let me ask talk. the guests for their plugs. Oh, yeah, they're not here. Oh, yeah, thanks for showing up there, guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't even, like, who am I yelling at? I don't even uh, know yeah, yeah if you want to go into the Jane Silent Bob Quicker Stop and try to decide who we're yelling at, which team <laughs> of uh, uh, podcasters did not show up this week? Whoever you think it is, throw your guests in there. Yeah, let's just offend someone. Yeah. It sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> We're the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. We're on DuelingGenre.com. Go check out the Jay and Silent Bob Quicker Stuff on Facebook. And that's all I got. You got anything else, Chef? When you're here, you're family. Who's Who's That's a fucking deep cut. I don't know what that is. Okay, well, it's two things. When you're here, your family is from Olive Garden. But family is from Fast and Furious. <laughs> Oh, okay. So if you if you listen to the 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 furious uh, whatever the fuck it is quarter mile at a time, you might get it.